Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Okay, Alexander Ovechkin, 40 goals once again. He's done it 13 times, passes Gretzky for the most in the history of the NHL. And the Capitals are up 5-3 on the Blue Jackets after two. Also in the third, Rangers leading Carolina 1-0, Flyers leading the Panthers 5-2, Mini up 1-0 on the Devils. 6-2, Nashville taking it to Buffalo tonight. Early third period, Boston with a 2-1 edge on the Senators. Canadians lead the Lightning 3-1. Still in the second period, Islanders with a 2-1 edge on the Maple Leafs. Early second period, Jets pushing for a playoff spot, up 2-0 on Arizona. Ehlers with his ninth, Lowry with his tenth. His was shorthanded. Red Wings and Blues 2-2 in the second period. In the first, Seattle leading Dallas 2-1. Still to come, Flames at Ducks and Golden Knights at Canucks. I told you Arizona was playing in Winnipeg. They come to Edmonton for a game tomorrow against the Oilers. It's on 6.30, Chad. The face-off show is going to be at 7. Uh, the game starts closer to 9 than to 8.30. It is, uh, it is going to be a late night, but uh, hopefully another win for the Oilers, who have won four in a row and have gone 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. All right. Um, lots of hockey to follow over the weekend. Of course, uh, the Oilers had the Saturday game against Seattle. Uh, it overlapped with a semifinal game for the U of A Golden Bears, which they won. They went on to the national championship game and uh, were defeated by New Brunswick. The captain of the Golden Bears hockey team is Matt Fontaine. Matt, welcome back to the show. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me back. Well, thanks for uh, hopping on. Uh, I know you were on uh, a couple times earlier in the season, and, and I talked to you after a game against UBC. Um, you know, about 48 hours now, I, I, I know you didn't get the, the one you wanted. You wanted that big one at the end, but but how do you sort of uh, reflect on the season as a whole now? Yeah, yeah. obviously it's, it's kind of another uh, tough ending to the season. Um, but no, uh, I think a lot of positives can be taken from the season. Um, obviously it's, it stings initially, but, uh, you take time to reflect and kind of just see the, the little battles that we won and, uh, just kind of how much we grow, grew as a team throughout the season. I think, I think a lot of positives can still be taken from it. Yeah. Well, and you know, I saw you guys play against UBC and you, you lost the first game in that series and you were down two nothing after the first period in game two and, and I thought we were being outplayed. So you guys certainly uh, uh, certainly rallied from that. And I, I, I know you don't want to use injuries as an excuse, um, but some guys were, were out for the national tournament and I, I think I count kind of four key players that you didn't have for the final. But having said that, I, I think it shows the depth of your team and how hard other guys worked that they were able to step in and still help you guys get to the championship game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, obviously, those guys are they're huge to our team and and play some pretty big minutes. But um, like you said, the the guys that came in that they, they stepped up and and they really played well. And, and I think that's kind of just uh, a testament to our team and and the depth we had. We we've had guys step up all season, um, whether it was in the playoffs or in the national tournament or just through the regular season that. Um, when we needed a spark or needed a little jump from somebody else in the lineup, they the guys were, were ready for that opportunity and really stepped forward. 
in, in the championship game, um, you know, and, and I know you're an offensive player, Matt, so I, I imagine you're, you're clearly disappointed in being shut out. And I, and I just thought UNB really limited your scoring chances. Uh, what, what did they do so well in that game that kept you guys off the board? Yeah, yeah, definitely. They they're extremely well coached and and very structured and and in that game, yeah, we 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 struggled to kind of create anything, uh, sustained pressure. We had uh, a few opportunities off the rush and maybe um, a few a few shifts here and there where we created some good offensive zone time. But uh, yeah, they they really locked it down in the third when we when we really needed to push for a goal and um, they also had the uh, goalie of the year so. When we did get the chances, he he stepped up and was very tough to beat. They they were a very good team that we that we unfortunately lost to. Well, and, and as that game went on, it, it sort of had, even in the second period, it had the feeling of a first goal might win. And having said that, I mean Ethan Kruger, your goaltender, what can you say about his play in that tournament? Yeah, he was he was incredible for us. He was great for us all season and and throughout the playoffs. I I really think if if he wasn't playing to um, the level that he was throughout this, the past few games and, and the later half of the season, we, we might not have even made it to the finals. He, he really kept us in games when we had lulls. And, and in that game as well, he made some huge saves, a couple breakaway saves that, that really kept the, the game within one goal. And then uh, ultimately it was just them scoring the second goal with five minutes left in the third, that kind of, put the dagger in us but no Krug Krug was awesome for us and um he'll definitely have some a promising hockey career later down the road the the tournament started in some ways perfectly in terms of the scoring but perhaps not in terms of the injury you guys scored in the first minute against Windsor and then scored three goals on a five-minute power play so it was four nothing six minutes into the game uh, take me through those opening minutes. What what was it like to have a lead, but yet also to have a player knocked out of the tournament because of an illegal hit? Yeah, that uh, it was definitely tough. You the you see the hit and the impact that it was, and then um, you see Brian Hughes, who's one of our best players and and has been great for us all season, go down, and um, that's kind of just where your brain goes to. It's it's a massive game, but. Um, the safety of your of your teammate and your brother is is ultimately the most important thing. So um, I think we kind of rallied behind doing that power play for him um, and just making sure that um, it didn't go. I guess we didn't waste it. So um, obviously losing him was was massive, but ultimately on that five minute power play, I really think that's the game was basically almost in lock after that being up for nothing and um, just how Krug's plays and how strongly we are defensively. I think that one was almost put to rest, but I think as, as much as it was tough losing Hughes, he, he's a, probably the biggest factor of why we won that game. All right. Matt Fontaine, captain of the U of A Golden Bears hockey team joining us at Inside Sports. Matt, as you've probably noticed, I started with the final and then jumped back to an earlier game, leaving a certain game in the middle out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, you guys beat UPEI 4-1. Um, you guys, and you can take me through how it happened, made a, a decision not to shake hands with the Panthers after the game. Can you tell us uh, how that came about from your perspective? Yeah, um, 
obviously that that created quite a few headlines and got some quite a bit of attention which is really unfortunate it obviously um we don't want something like that to kind of take away from the game and and obviously them being the host team they put on a great tournament and um great championship and we know a lot of parts and a lot of people behind the scenes do a lot of work for that to happen so um for something like that to kind of take away from and kind of sour the that game it's it's really unfortunate but uh it ultimately just throughout the game there was a lot of a lot of incidents little incidents that kind of built from that first original hit on on Hugh or not Hughesy sorry just just little hits throughout the game and little things behind the play and then ultimately the um the hit on Krugs our goalie and then the the sucker punch on him again it kind of takes your attention fully away from the game and um moving into the finals you just all your attention was just trying to make sure that he's okay and and is able to go and just the health and safety of him's first and foremost so uh the decision was made that we think it's best for just to move on to the final game and um not allow anything to happen in the line but obviously it, it's tough to tell if something could happen or not but um it is unfortunate that that's how the game ended and that's kind of the ultimately what might be remembered from the tournament from a lot of people's perspective. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, fair enough. I, but I, I mean, I do think other things will be remembered. But the, you're right; it is a story. It is a story, like it or not. But how? And, and look, we, we know what hockey is like. Sometimes, if one team is ahead, it, it might get chippy, or, or the team that's losing might think, "Well, whatever. You know, we're not going to win, so we'll, we can just be jerks a little bit." And I, and I know you've experienced that before as a Golden Bear. How, like, how do you characterize what UPI was doing that kind of made it more severe as other abuse you guys might have had to take? I think it's more so just being in that point of the game and um, just kind of a mindset. Obviously, their season wasn't over, but going into the bronze medal game and um, being in our league, if fighting or any incidents that happen more times than not do end up in suspension. So... Um, any incident that could happen or built throughout the game was almost you're defenseless. You can't protect yourself throughout the game. We, we basically just tried to accept it, uh, make sure you're not going to be injured from it or protect yourself as much as possible, but you can't kind of defend yourself in a way. So being in those such a cer- certain situations, um, I think, ultimately if something was happening after the game and you are put into that position you're you're kind of just risking the final game then being able to lose key players moving into that game so yeah yeah little plays do happen throughout the game that are that go uncalled and maybe uncalled for a reason being a big game but i think at some point uh the line was crossed and and you kind of just worry about the safety of your players and teammates more so than the uh the handshake at the end how how shocked were you to see the the barehanded punch to your goalie because there's not supposed to be i mean that might have been surprising in leagues that allow fighting but you're not supposed to fight at all in in u sports yeah that's i've never really seen it to be honest with you i i think in my 300 some games in the western league obviously fighting is allowed but um i've never seen a player uh punch a goalie it's kind of an unwritten rule that um, you kind of leave them alone. So I think that was 
that was pretty much the last straw, I think, was seeing that happen and kind of the uh, disrespect to Krugs and just how great he did have a tournament, obviously uh, losing him or even losing him just for the rest of the game. It, it kind of takes away, and that's, that's what your mind goes to. But, yeah, I think uh, anytime something happens to a goalie, emotions kind of boil over, and, and that was probably one of the worst worst things that I've seen just throughout my time playing. Matt, now that the season's over, uh, how are you going to keep busy <laughs> besides schoolwork? <Yeah. laughs> Honestly, I'm not too sure. It's it's starting to get pretty nice out, so I'm hoping the golf course is open fairly soon that we're able to get back there. But uh, definitely just take some time to uh, decompress and just kind of enjoy this little off time with the teammates um, while school still is a little, a little more chill before the finals start to ramp up. Right on. Well, Matt, uh, we, we appreciate your uh, perspective. Uh, we, you've been on a few times over the last uh, couple of years, win or lose, so I certainly appreciate that. Thanks for your perspective on the season and on uh, Nationals. Uh, all the best with the rest of uh, the semester and hope you have some uh, good rounds on the courses this summer. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. That is Matt Fontaine checking in, the captain of the U of A uh, Golden Bears hockey team. So you, you heard his perspective on the uh, no handshake decision and just going through the tournament that started really well for the Golden Bears, but then they ran into a, an extremely polished opponent in UNB in the national championship game. Happy to hear from you at 780-496-0063. That's the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. It's Inside Sports on Chet. <laughs> Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Yeah, don't get used to it with me, I guess. Multi-goal game of my career. The dry saddle skates into the Sharks end left wing to Eckholm. Goes to the left wing corner. He'll cut to the net. The backhand scores. Matthias Eckholm. I guess things are clicking, and and that's nice. I'll try to enjoy that and keep that moving. Eckholm, that was great. That that he found those uh, two very important goals at important junctures in the game. The Oilers down by one here in the third to the blue line of McDavid. Left wing. Eckholm. He'll walk to the net. Scores! Matthias Eckholm. He just hammered that thing upstairs. Great call by Mooner. Matthias Eckholm is an Edmonton Oiler. He's averaging 21.02 ice time per game. He's played 10 games. He has three goals, six assists for nine points. He is plus 15 in 10 games. I get that uh, you know, plus minus is, is perhaps not as uh, highly regarded a stat as it once was in hockey circles. I do think, though, that if somebody is an extreme plus or an extreme minus, there might be something to consider. And I think if you're plus 15 in your first 10 games with a new team, it, it might be something worth noting. <laughs> Echo has been absolutely outstanding. Like Luke Gazik was saying, maybe even better than expected, as uh, we now get to see him every night. 780-496-0063. We have Wayne on the line. Hi, Wayne. Thanks for calling. Go ahead. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, I'm just thinking of Seller Cup here. Now, Cliff Palm, uh, uh, Mike Smith, and does Lucci come off, uh, the, the uh, money come off the books for, from those three guys this after this season? And how much would the total be on that? 
Uh, Lucic, this is his last year of retained salary at seven hundred and fifty thousand. Uh, Mike Smith is at two point two, and uh, so we can we're gonna have to round off a little bit. It'd be about seven million bucks. Okay. And, Sek well, and Sekera's buyout on. comes off the books at one and a half. One and a half. Okay. Uh, can you tell some of your friends to call you Wilkinson, right? That's your name, right? Wilkins. W-I-L-K-I-N-S. Okay. Just Wilkins. My name is Wilkie. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's kind of uh, a thing that it's like uh, we're a big family, so we like our name. Okay. Sounds good. I like your name as well, and I, I like mine. Good to meet you. That is uh, Wayne, 780-496-0063. Uh, yeah, so some of the players that the Oilers are paying uh, not to p play for them will uh, will not be on the books next season. You got Bouchard, McLeod, Costin are going to be restricted free agents. Ryan, Yanmark, Shore, Bukestad going to be unrestricted free agents, so we'll have to see what happens uh, with those guys. Uh, Kellen, what, you, you had somebody write in about the handshake. Can we get to that quick? Yes, uh, quickly. We had a text message from Jace who wrote in about the uh, handshake on a weekend. He says that he knows during his uh, hockey career in midget and junior, there has been a handful of games the refs wouldn't let us shake hands. I've seen that happen as well in, in junior hockey. Yeah, the refs just said get off the ice. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, interesting debate. Is is it is it worth doing if if you're worried something might happen? And, and if you want to show respect to your opponent, show respect while you're playing competitively, but but cleanly. You know, do you need to the, the shaking hands after a game necessarily mean you, that you've been a respectful player? 